welcome to the McGappin Fries Movie Podcast. I'm Gavin. I'm Ian. And uh, we're going to be doing a review special today. Uh, we're going to be reviewing the reboot slash sequel slash what the fuck of uh, Ghostbusters. Reimagining. Reimagining. Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah, that works. Uh, so we'll, we'll just do a spoiler-free section of the review for a little while, and then we'll give you fair warning, and then we'll move into a spoiler cast. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, you can't talk about this movie without talking about the shitstorm of abuse that it's gotten around it. Yes, yes. We're just uh, touching that lightly. I mean... Uh, but, you know, I mean, like, it, it, it has gotten to this point where, you know, people... I mean, the, the Hollywood machine tends to single out all of the trash that this movie has gotten because that they replaced the cast with an all-female cast. Yeah. And so there's all of this uh, misogynistic thing where if you've got a problem with this movie, it means you're misogynist or it means you're sexist, you know... Well, sexist. it's not it, it's sexist. Not, sexist. It's not just that. It's just that so much of the outcry against it was because of that. I mean, we we we've been on record before saying that it wasn't that we're pissed off. It's all females. It was that the trailers didn't make it look that funny. Well, I mean, yeah, you know, that there, was our problem. There is that, but not only. Aside from that, I had issues with the fact that that, that, that the movie exists. Yeah. Not. You know, you could replace them with all female, and it's like, yes, you know, I I, I have an opinion about that, but. I'd, that wouldn't stop me from going to see the movie. No. Uh, the thing is, is that I'm just like, I, I never wanted to see Ghostbusters remade in the first place. Yeah. It was just one of those movies. It was one of those seminal movies from my childhood. Um, but, you know, forget about the whole childhood thing, you know, because as, as you pointed out uh, quite rightly, who was who it who said um, that, uh, you know, you don't have to worry about this movie destroying your childhood. Ghostbusters 2 already did that. Yeah, I think it was Movie Bob on, uh, yeah. on, on YouTube, who's a very good uh, video reviewer to watch as well. Yeah, you know, and fair point, you know, Ghostbusters 2 wasn't great, but I still look back on Ghostbusters 2 somewhat fondly. Yeah. It's nowhere near as good as Ghostbusters 1. No. You know, it, it can't touch it. And you. it's essentially a rehash of Ghostbusters 1. It is, but there are, so, it does have its many charms, and when it's on TV, I do watch it. Yes. You know? Oh, <laughs> it is one of those things. My first time in a film studio, was because I applied to go to the Ghostbusters 2 premiere in Ireland and somehow my competition entry got into another stack on a TV show called Joe Maxi and myself and my mate Dave, friend of the show, uh-huh. hey, ended Dave. up going to their taping and we saw Sydney Youngblood and Fuzzbox oh, live. Excellent. <laughs> uh, so but I think myself, Uma and Bahir had a discussion about this after we did a review of the Batman vs. Superman Ultimate Edition mm-hmm. and we're talking about like there was an easy way to appease everybody the same way that J.J. Abrams did with Star Trek. Yes. This could have been, you could have had a world where Ghostbusters franchises are everywhere Mm -hmm. and some ghost attacks somebody or some ghost or some person attacks their equipment Mm -hmm. and they're all out of business or they're all dust like in Red Dwarf. Right. Remember the crew were all dust? Yeah, 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 that's right. And these ones, because of the scrappy upstarts who didn't make one box on the 15 point list of getting to be a Ghostbusters franchise, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. set up a rival team. Yeah, and then they have to step up because there's none of the other heroes around which I think would have been a decent way to do it and that would have kept everyone happy yeah you're probably right um, but just coming back to what I was saying it's you know my issues with the with, with them doing a remake had very little to do with that it was an all female cast yeah. I just didn't want to see Ghostbusters remade that, no. it's as simple as that but you know what I was willing to give it a shot yeah. the first trailer came out and it wasn't great No, it was not a good it was not a good first trailer fire your marketing team Sony yeah um, they released another trailer after that, was which was a little bit better. That's but, the international one, right? Yeah, which was a little bit better, but still wasn't quite feeling it. But you know what? I've seen trailers that didn't work before, gone to see the movie, and been fine with it. Yeah. Um, I expected Spy to be awful, and I thoroughly enjoyed it. You know, I haven't seen Spy yet, and I hear that that is a very funny film. Uh, and the trailers are awful. Yeah, that was probably why I didn't see it. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I mean, I gotta be, I gotta be honest. Uh, I didn't like it. You didn't like it? No. What was it you didn't like? You know what? Um, the jokes just didn't land for me. I, I just didn't find it particularly funny. Mm. Uh, I think I, I think I chortled once, uh, and it was during a Chris Hemsworth bit. No, really. And even the Chris- was it with the, was it the phone in the uh, in the fish tank? I can't answer the phone. Why not? It's in the fish tank. The other phone, the one on your desk. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it, it it was it was that little section. But the thing is, even with the Chris Hemsworth thing, uh, I could see what they were trying to do. It's like you know, you're trying to do the whole reversal of the male gaze and the way we objectify women. You know, blah blah blah. Yeah. You know, if they had done that and just that, it would have worked. Mm. But. You know, they, they, they took it to that extreme where he's like a dumb blonde. Yeah. But he's dumb to the point of... He com- should be dead. Com- he, exactly. If he was that stupid, he shouldn't have even made it to the interview. Yeah. He should, you know, he been, he He'd be roadkill. He, he should have had a... He should have met up with a meet Joe Black kind of experience <laughs> and fucking died on the way over there if he even lived past puberty. Yeah. You know, so, so by making him that stupid... It just killed it for me, and like yeah. it, you know, so, and they took something that could have worked really well, but they just made him too dumb, and killed any kind of realism whatsoever that you would that that, that would make it even the remotest bit believable, mm. you know. And no comparison to Annie Potts. Annie Potts's character was not stupid. No, she, she was, was annoyed a, all the she, fucking time. She was annoyed, and she was and she was a bitch. And she was underpaid. Yeah, but she was the furthest thing from stupid. Yeah. And by having her cameo in the film just made me miss that character even more because mm. the, the way they wait her cameo in the film she's pretty much playing the same character yeah, she's she playing played. janine she's on the phone she's still janine yeah and you know what just that one section she got more mileage out of that one section that chris hemsworth does in the entire movie yeah the chemistry between the four leads okay the no point talking about the story well the, uh, quickly about the story i do think it was done nicely organically you start with uh, aaron Wig. Uh, uh, not Aaron. Aaron's the character named Kirsten, Kristen Wiig. Yes. Being yes. a, you know, academic who is trying to be a serious academic, getting dragged back into her friend Abby is crazy with this paranormal stuff because yeah. of a book they wrote when they were young. Um, I think the actual arc of her character is really, really nice. There's some reveals about why she got interested in the paranormal and why yeah. she threw it behind her. Oh, and by the way, just to backtrack, like me bringing up Annie Potts, like that's not a spoiler. The yeah. fact that all of the remaining ghost, the fact that all of the Ghostbusters yes. have uh, cameos is not a spoiler. Yeah, and Ernie, I think Ernie Hudson's worked the best, and um, yeah, but you know, we'll Dan Aykroyd's we'll, works we'll, the worst. We'll get, we'll get to that later. Yeah. Um, so but, you know, it, we it, won't it, talk about the yeah. cameos anymore uh, until we get to the spoiler section. Yeah. But the fact that all these guys do cameo in it is not a spoiler. It's yeah. very been very widely reported. Um, so they get back together again. She goes along with them reluctantly for this one trip. I mean, it starts. It's very similar to the first movie in that it starts with like none of the Ghostbusters and a little kind of haunting thing going on. Yeah, yeah. it's a very cute section with uh, Zach Woods from um, Silicon Valley. Yeah, and uh, then they're thrown back together. They get back together again. The introduction of. Um, uh, what's her name? Leslie. Leslie Jones. Leslie Jones' character. Patty. Pat, Patty Tolan. Patty Tolan. It, it's a lot more organic and feels better than all the trailers made. Than it how? Yeah, how the trailers make yeah. it make it look to be. And the plot it's is like, interesting. I think the plot. Feels the way like, the trailers make it out is like, hey, I'm black. I know the streets. And I'm loud. I'm loud. I'm, yeah. I'm joining the club. No. You know, it, it's not like that. No. It does sort of have a more, you know. It, and there's a nice Hemsworth moment there as well. Yes. Where he's like, oh yeah, by the way, she's been there for the last half hour or something like that. Yeah. 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 Um. And so they come together, and there is a, a plot that a, a threat. There's a threat that's different to what they had before, which is a threat I like. And it's kind of the kind of thing they would have put in the real Ghostbusters or the Ghostbusters Extreme cartoon. Mm-hmm. You know, the idea that somebody is 
breaking down the walls. Yes. Between yes. Um, that, you know, it's it's not like it was in the first one where ghosts are just appearing all of a sudden. Yeah. It's like it is it is that, but there's a reason for it. Tell them about the Twinkie. <laughs> <laughs> there's a Twinkie, and there's a reason why ghosts are appearing right now, and that, that all yeah. that all works very well. I think the plot of that, the element, actual elements of the plot, work quite well. Yeah. yeah. It is a very it's a good Ghostbusters story. Yeah. The I'm, problem is that the humor doesn't last. Not for me. Not for me. I mean, it it clearly works for some people because uh, you know it's got a it's got a fresh rating on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Mm -hmm. Quite a few critics have liked it. Quite a few critics have singled it out, saying that it's really funny and really smart. Yeah. Um, a lot of some of that is a reaction to the backlash, the the pre backlash. Possibly, but you know, at the but end also of a lot of those headlines are like it's not as bad as the haters wanted it to be. No, it isn't. It isn't. It isn't. It is, it is not a train wreck. No. But you know what? I would. There's a part of me that always feels that I'd much rather have a train wreck than get a film that I'm somewhat indifferent to. Yeah, it's middling. And that's kind of how I felt about this, is that it's not a train wreck. Not at all. But it's not great, and it's not even really good. It's just, it borders on okay. Yeah. And to me, that's worse. I'd, I'd much rather them go down in flames yeah. than just sort of like, you know, the car breaks down halfway, which yeah. is what this movie was for rather me. Rather than the rocket ship explodes reaching for the stars. Yeah. I mean, the cast... You know the cast that you know in, in terms of you know the, their comedy credentials are very beyond reproach. Yes, you know uh, Kristen Wiig, Melissa McCarthy, Kate McKinnon, Leslie Jones. I mean these are funny women. Yeah. You know. Um, I think Kristen Wiig's slightly straightjacketed by the role she's playing. She's a slightly more slightly, serious one. But she makes the most of it. I mean, yeah. and and she has one of the most expressive faces ever. Yeah. I mean she's great. Um, Melissa McCarthy, I was ne I've never really been much of a fan, but yeah. you know she didn't bug me in this. She's and you haven't seen Spy yet? So no, I haven't seen Spy. So I, I mean, for me, I always think of, I think it's Tammy. The trailer for Tammy just makes her look like a screaming lunatic, right? Yeah. And well, what, what, I mean, I saw Tammy, and that movie's a piece of shit. Yeah. So <laughs> one of the things that Paul Feig does very well is in Spy, and not so much in the a little bit in Hot Pursuit, in Hot Pursuit, Hot Pursuit, the other one with um, Sandra Bullock, the Heat, the Heat. Sorry. Yeah. In that. Um, it starts off as she's the loud, obnoxious, crazy-ass character, but actually as it goes on, she's more the normal one. And in Spy, she's very much the normal one, but who can riff on yeah. whatever the situation is. And everyone around her, including the fantastic uh, Jason Statham, mm -hmm. are fucking crazy. And that works really well. And I think he does that a little bit in this, where she's just she's more the normal one. Like yes. She has an interest in the paranormal, but she's not constantly falling over, constantly pratfalling. The ones that are there are organic and funny. Yeah. Um, I mean, the more sort of like a crazy one would be the Kate McKinnon character, uh, Jillian Holtzman. Yeah. Um, you Holtz, know what? Holtz, hashtag Holtzman rules. Okay. You know what? Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. This did not work for me. Didn't work for you at all? It didn't work for me. I mean, I get what they were trying to do. Yeah. I get it. And sorry. It's just, as far as I'm concerned, it's just, it's just pointless mugging. Yeah. Um, she's got these weird facial expressions that come out of nowhere. Um, she sings along to LaBarge. You know which I did not like. I enjoyed that. You know, you know what? I mean, like when that bit came out, I was embarrassed. I was embarrassed. I turned to my wife. My wife was asleep. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah. not too far into the movie. That's like the first third. Yeah. You know, I mean, like whenever, whenever like uh, people are just sort of doing chores and a song comes on and they start dancing to it, you really need to handle that very well or you're going to lose me. And they lost me. I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. And what was the thing? Like, she says thing on fire. She starts playing around the fire. Yeah, yeah. I I'm enjoy so, that. I'm sorry. It just, it, it did not work. I mean, I have read some reviews where they have singled her out as the best thing in it. Yeah. I've also read a couple of reviews where they singled her out as the worst thing in it. Yeah. So it is one of those, it's, you know, it's a Durian character. You yeah. either love it or hate it. The whole movie is Durian slash Marmite. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I mean, like, 
It's however, having said that, my favorite part in the film is a Kate McKinnon part. Yeah, in where the climax, she, where she where she licks the gun. Not a spoiler yeah. in the trailer. But where um, she kicks some serious yeah, ass. Yeah, where she kicks some serious and ass. And the music is playing. And, and, the, and the theme song comes into it. Dun, 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 yep. Like, I loved that bit. That's I wish, fantastic. I wish that the whole movie had, had more bits like that. Same here. That's, um, that was the way it was like, this is what I want from a Ghostbusters movie. Yeah, you know? And the um, rest of it just wasn't hitting those highs. And that was a perfect sort of synergy of sort of like old school nostalgia and what we can do with the technology we have now. Yeah. You know, like you could never do a sequence like that in the original Ghostbusters. Mm. You just didn't have, you know, the technology wasn't there. And they were selling the concept back then. Yes. And this you don't have to sell the concept. Yeah. But they, like, so they, the, the time you would spend doing that, they're selling the new toys. Yeah. So and the, 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 the testing scene of the new toys is quite fun as well. Some of it. Some of it. It's, it goes on too long. <laughs> Probably. You know? Um, so, I mean, so yeah, I mean, like uh, I, it, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a train wreck. You know, the, but it just didn't work for me. No. No. I came out of it thinking, you know, as it went on, I was like, in the middle, I was kind of drifting a bit, but it won me over by the end. I was quite happy. I was happy enough with it. And I, kept I, I, would wait, hope... I kept waiting for it to be funnier. Yes. And it, st- and it starts off quite promising. Mm. It does start off quite promising, you know, like uh, with that section with the old haunted house, that, you know, the Zach Wood section. It's kind of creepy. Because, I mean, I think uh, you, you tend to forget just how well the original straddled those genres. Yeah. There are sections in the in the original that are fucking scary. Objectively, the original is a weird fucking movie. It is. It's a and completely it's, it's a small bizarre. miracle that the that the original is as good as it is. Yeah. There were so many things they were trying to go for that had they achieved that, it would have been a train wreck. Yeah. You know, the original so, the original script for the first one was where there's ghosts everywhere like garbage men and they have to come together and defeat like the end of the world yeah and it's set in the future I think it was and also Ivan Reitman said in the it's in the future and some of that but are on um the afterlife or some of that but Kevin um, Dan Aykroyd has said since like no it was supposed to be different planes of reality no. so he was aiming for like Star Wars level and ended up with just like SNL extended sketch level which fit it to a T yes um so I mean should we just go straight into the spoilers I've made it clear like how I feel. Like, yeah. what, what, what's your sort of take on it? I, it's the same where I can't go into too much detail on it because it's not like I'm defending it. I'm not, I don't feel really, I don't feel like I need to, to defend really, it. It's hard to really praise it or bitch about it without yeah. going into spoilers. But it's also hard to just like I'm not that invested in saying like no, it's way better than it is or it's way worse than it is. It's just like it did what it needed to do and that was it. Which again, like you said, it's slightly it was mildly disappointing, but and, not hugely disappointing. But the, but the upsetting thing is, is that it doesn't feel like a cash grab. Mm. Um, you really do get the sense that it was made by people who respect the original, yeah. who are trying to pay homage. There's a certain amount of reverence to the original that comes that comes across very clearly in it, mm-hmm. and that is actually quite upsetting. Yeah, you know that that love and care was put into it, and still you come up with something that is it falls short. Yeah, that falls short. Before we go to spoilers, we do want to talk about both of us saw it in 3D, right? Yes. The 3D in this movie was great. Again, you think about it, we don't talk about 3D that much on this podcast at all. I mean, the last time it was probably Star Trek: The Darkness, was it? Yes. When the engines went back. Yeah, yeah, Since yeah. then, I mean, the only other time I would have mentioned it was the Jungle Book, where the stick fell towards the camera. Yeah. Have you seen the Jungle Book? Yeah. But, so, I mean, but up until this, no film has used 3D as good as Avatar. Yeah. Um, and no, no film has used 3D as good as Avatar, and as the opening section of Avatar when he's floating in space, yeah, right? Yeah, that's the best yeah, thing of the, the whole best, film that's movie. The, that's the best. Fuck the blue guys. It's like literally him floating out of a pod. You know, with the fucking like little air bubbles. You know, I mean, yeah, yeah, the, yeah that was great. This movie does something I've never seen anyone do with 3D, which is they reduce the size of the frame and put black bars at the top and bottom, and have elements of the film pop out in front of those. If you've ever seen a video on Instagram or Facebook where they put a little border around the image, mm-hmm. and the character reaches out into that border, but it makes it feel like they're reaching out of your screen. Yeah, 
it does that and it yeah. does it exquisitely yeah the proton streams coming out of the the tops and bottom of the screen yeah. as they whip around towards your face yeah fantastic like the section that again that's in the trailer where Kristen Wiig gets slime what's the opening there's, there's a slime section slime by, by a ghost um, that slime comes out of the screen I jumped I jumped yeah you know even though I know what's coming it's in the fucking trailer I've yeah, seen yeah. that trailer so many times I still jumped because the 3D was that effective and I've said this to you three times already today but the moment in the trailer where um, Leslie Jones is smacking Melissa McCarthy yeah. and they just make her the top of her hair and her chain around her neck they hang out of the frame yeah. and it's just a very it's like she's hanging out of a car window it's just a very subtle cool thing like wow this is in 3D yeah. because every other 3D movie I've seen for the last two years I forget about it almost instantly yeah. I mean I've stopped getting the, the, the pain in my head now but no, I, I still get that I don't get that anymore but also literally a minute in I forget we're, off, we're, we're in 3D um, the cameos, I think, it, you know, it's nice they're all in there. Bill Murray's game. Yeah. He's pretty I game. Mean, like, but if, if we're going to talk about the cameos. Yeah, then. no, but we talk about it vaguely. Bill Murray, they do turn up, they give the, 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 the respect. Ernie Hudson gets the best one, obviously. All of the, all of the Ghostbusters, including Harold Ramis, yeah. get a cameo. Um, I did not like the cameos. Mm-hmm. Not even Ernie Hudson? I mean, you're right. That in, in terms of the plot, that one made more sense. Made more, more sense. But, um... Again, like having the cameos there, it's just like, you know, I, it's this whole thing of like, it's like we're there, so all the haters know, like we're cool with this. Yeah, and I was, you know, I was actually disappointed. There's a section where they look up, uh, they they put some videos of their ghost hunting online. Yeah. And they look up the, the and comments. And read the comments. And I thought that is really good, but then I found that that was actually put in after the fact, which annoyed me then. Yeah. Because if it was a normal thing, because it would be a normal organic thing to happen. It feels normal in the movie. Yeah. But if they put that in in response to the hate, it's like don't feed the trolls. Yeah. And there's just something about this passing the torch thing where you have cameos where, and the cameos feel like they are there just to say like, hey, we're cool with this. We don't yeah. mind. Well, Bill Murray went on record saying like, I, was, I wasn't going to do it, but I thought I like these girls. I like their humor. I don't want them. I don't want me not doing it to stand or something. Yeah. Whereas if I just do it, it's okay. And he, yeah. he's a fun role and like he gets fucked pretty bad. But the thing is, is like, I don't, I felt like he was phoning it in. I felt like they were all for the most part phoning it in. Yeah. Well, Ackroyd was awful. He was phoning in, but that's what he does all the time now. Mm-hmm. Hudson was great. Annie Potts was just like, yeah, want more, more, more of that. Yeah. And I, Hal Ramis was the statue. So we're into spoilers. <laughs> yeah, we'll sound the klaxon. We're into spoilers. Okay. So yeah, here's the uh, from from this point on, we're we're gonna be talking about spoilers. Yeah, here I'll, I'll 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 insert the spoiler alarm. So yeah. So yeah, I mean, since we're talking about the uh, the cameos, let's just uh, talk about the cameos. Yeah, so Dan Aykroyd is a taxi driver who's like, aren't you, Kirsten Wiig's like, I need to go there, it's all shit. He's like, I ain't afraid of no ghosts. It's like, it's awful. It's, yeah. It's really bad. It's really bad. Yeah. I mean, Ernie Hudson has the most, his, like I, like I said, his fits in the most organically. And he's it makes Leslie, sense. He's Leslie Jones' uncle. He's the reason that the, these, these girls get the hearse. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that, that works within the context. And it's a slightly story. different hearse. There's also a nice joke with the firehouse. Yeah. That worked pretty well where it's like, Carson <laughs> Wiggs' reaction, where it's like, oh, this is $21,000 a month. It's like, burn in hell! I mean, sorry, what? <laughs> that was that was quite nice. And, um, you know, Bill Murray turns up as... A debunker. A debunker, like a ghost debunker. But, you know, it's like, it just wasn't funny. Yeah. It, it was it was funny. Bill it was Bill Murray hanging out in an airport with some dudes on an iPhone. Pretty much, I mean, it was you know, it's like it's like 
he didn't want to not be in it because he didn't want that to mean something. But honestly, like him being in it also meant something to me because I, it, he honestly didn't look like he was trying at all. Well, his acting mostly considered mostly consisted of wearing a hat. It didn't it didn't do shit. I mean, yeah. like it was just it just I don't know. It's just like I, I'd rather he wasn't in it to be honest with you. No. What did you think of the weird nods to the original? Like the stape of Marshmallowman turns up in a, in a little way. Slimer and Slimerette turn well, up. Yeah, I mean, okay, I mean, it was nice to see Slimer. Yeah. But, you see, there's this weird thing when you're doing, like, again, like with the cameos and when, when there's so much reverence, you run the danger of just reminding people how good the original was. Yeah. Uh, and it just, t- to me, it was like they were very badly judged mm. moments. I mean, the Mr. S- I mean, Mr. Stapoff and Slimer, you know, I mean, and, and 50s wig Slimerette. Yeah, you know, it, it's like, okay, fine. You know, it's... What was the bad guy's name? Oh, Neil Casey. Neil Casey? That's yeah, Neil Casey. Uh, Rowan. Oh. The janitor. Um, and it was just... I don't know. It's like, I missed a Rick... I, you know, I guess I guess Neil Casey might have been like sort of like a, a Rick Moranis type of character. Yeah. You know, fair play to Rick Moranis for saying no. Well, no, he's retired. He's retired. So what? They asked him. Yeah. And he's like... You know, I mean, like, fair play. Fair play to him because, glad, glad. Even Sigourney Weaver turns up. Yeah, and at the very end, that was like, what? That that felt really bad as well. It's disjointed and weird. You know, yeah, it's just like, yeah. And there is a problem in the third act where there's very much a big setup for a musical scene that is very much considered, it's just thrown in the credits afterwards. Yeah. It's like they bailed on that. And it's like, I think Fike did an article with Rolling Stones that he's cashed in all his Hollywood checks mm-hmm. or all his markers to try and get this movie made. And it's like, well, you should have, if you, you know, you should have gone for that musical. If you're going to do it, do it. Yeah. And so to do that makes it feel like you're kind of pussied out on this and then you wonder what else they pussied out on. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I mean, I don't really, I don't really know what else to say about it. I, I like the idea the- of somebody creating devices that Im- amplifies the ghosts. The, yes. go- the effects. The special effects I thought were very well done. No. The, the cartoon uh, transition at the end. Mm-hmm. So the, the bad guy changes into a logo, a version of the logo, which they have a reason for why their logo is like that as well. Yeah, yeah. And um, then he turns into a massive version of it. And I thought that was very well done. Like the way he was poking up over the buildings and the long shots and oh, stuff. Oh yeah, no, no. I mean, the effects are amazing. Yeah. I, I can't fault this movie visually. Hmm. You know, it's, I got nothing, you know, it's a very, it's been very, you know, I mean, it's a very well produced film. Yeah. Uh, it's my, my issues with it are just you know it, it's it's uh, the foundations weak, mm. you know so it's it can be a beautiful building but if it's built on shit, <laughs> yeah you know it's it's gonna crumble and that's just kind of how this movie was for me. It's like I kept I wanted to like it. Yeah, I wanted to like it. I really did want to like it. I went in there like excited. I was like, you know what? Fuck the fuck what what I fuck been the hearing. haters. Fuck what I've been hearing. I hope this is good. Yeah. I really want to like it. And I did not laugh. I just, I kept waiting for it to get funny. And I just, it just, th- that moment just never came. Yeah. I ne- I didn't laugh once. You know, like the, the, the most I ever did was like, it was just sort of like. <laughs> I think I got a few laughs in the midsection. But like, I came out of it where I wanted to love it, but I came out liking it or tolerating it more. No. Easy. Yeah. But, um. Like the dog didn't like it either. He's no. just like, you know. You talking about Ghostbusters again? <laughs> you know, my wife passed out. <laughs> yeah, that's so. That's weird. And um, um, it was just so. So yeah, my wife passed out. So so you can't fucking say it's like, oh, you're an asshole misogynist. Yeah. You know, it's like at least I stayed awake. <laughs> I mean, hopefully, it, I mean, even with that, it'll start as a nice introduction for kids to the, the actual original movie. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, but that's not what it should be. <laughs> no, agreed. agreed. You, see, you see, now now we're just sort of making excuses for it. Oh, but at least, you know, but maybe it might be this, you know, maybe, you know, fuck, you know, that, that's not what it should be. It's supposed to fucking blow a hole in the summer. That's what it's supposed to do. Yeah. And it's not doing that. And, and I understand why. I understand why it's not doing that. It's because it's not a great film. Okay, wait. Four uh, <laughs> emails. I forgot to check these earlier. Skeleton. No, these are that's a general one. Uh, no, you are spam. And okay, we have Maybe Ghostbusters we trailer sucks. Okay, so this comes to Jan Chong. Okay, because I asked online, so we're changing our format a bit. We might just concentrate on movies a bit for a while. So uh, Jan Chong said, "I've watched the trailer and I will not watch the movie. This one really ruined my childhood. Oh, not being misogynist. Back in the old cartoon, there were more cool dudes. Fuck feminism, really. Yeah, that's the kind of that's the kind of sentiment. that's like." We, I want to be. Prob- we want to be inclusive and kind of. I want to like everyone should have their their their. Uh, probably role. could have done without the the, the, the fuck feminism. feminism. <laughs> I mean, if you think about, I I I remember seeing bits of extreme Ghostbusters, but that had like a character was redesigned to be in a wheelchair and like it got Emmys for it. And it was natural in the show and it didn't feel too bad. Yeah. You know, but there's nothing wrong with like we've had hundreds of years of straight white dudes doing shit. Yeah. It's time to let the other people have a go. Yeah. You know, and which which I'm fine with. I mean, yeah. I, I, you know, I I, <laughs> I don't have any problem with female-led movies. It's not about that. I mean, I guess it's about that for some people, but with me, it really I don't give a shit. Yeah, and I'm the, all about and, the experience. You know, even if I did go in there going, oh fuck, female Ghostbusters. If the movie was good, I'd be like, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. sorry, I stand corrected. But again, it just didn't happen. Yeah, I think I like it more because Kate McKinnon jailed for me. Right, that worked well for me, and I liked her craziness and her mugging and her weird shit, and like the, you know, the the, the proton streams don't quite work the first time. It's like rah, rah. Little weird little things she does that are out of nowhere. I quite enjoyed an awful lot of those. No, 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 no more popping to my head apart from um, you know, the Labarge stuff because it was a week ago I saw it. Yeah. Um, but again, that's I guess is the problem that there wasn't enough standout moments that stick in the mind. Mm-hmm. So. If you let us know what you like thought about it, um, you can email us at podcast at meyappafries.com. Mm-hmm. Um. We're also sponsored by greenroom136.com. So if you want a cool proton pack looking backpack, you should go talk to them about it. And <laughs> use the, use the, the, what's it called? Promo code MCYAP10, mm-hmm. 10 to get 10% off your next purchase. Um, if you like the show, share it with your friends. It's the best way we get out there. Like it means we can do more if we have more listeners. You can like us on Facebook, on Twitter, it's McGap and Fries, at McGap and Fries. Um, we're on Stitcher and iTunes. Leave us an iTunes review if you can. That really helps us as well. And uh, yeah, we'll leave it there. All right. Sony seems to be saying they're going to do a sequel. They seem to commit to it no matter what. Yeah, they're just like, you know, fuck you guys. They're doubling down. You know, it's like that, it's like that person who just, it's like that girl, you know, who's, who's like in an abusive relationship who just always gets whacked up, but she just won't leave. <laughs> and she'll marry him just to just be, just because everyone keeps telling her to leave. That, Sony, that, that's how this feels. Yeah, it's because Sony makes no money apart from the PlayStation division, I think, a couple of years ago. <laughs> That was the story. All right. Thanks for listening. Good night. Bye.